I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Global progress on fighting climate change got something of a kickstart recently with President Obama's announcement of a new climate action plan. The U.S. is the biggest historical greenhouse gas polluter, so much of the world's been waiting for us to really get in the game. But many small countries are also taking steps that could have big impacts. One of these is Costa Rica, which hopes to become a global example for low-carbon agriculture. Sam Eaton has our report as part of our What's for Lunch series on food and climate change. Costa Rica is a tiny country with big plans. Four years ago, its leaders declared that it would become the world's first carbon-neutral nation by 2021. Transportation, energy, everything, including agriculture, which represents a whopping 37 percent of Costa Rica's emissions and some of the toughest to reduce. Unless you talk to farmers like Maria Luisa Jimenez. Often a journalist's visit to a farm ends with a meal. But today, mine begins with one, a feast. Jimenez says going low carbon doesn't mean going without. The lunch she's prepared includes pineapple juice, a salad of cabbage, tomatoes and lettuce, sweet yams with syrup, yucca root, rice, tortillas, beans, all fresh and delicious, and all produced right here on Jimenez's tiny farm in Costa Rica's rainy Atlantic zone, with a fraction of the usual greenhouse gas emissions from farming. Jimenez is one of hundreds of Costa Rican small farmers who are replacing conventional agricultural practices with cheap, low-carbon technologies. And after our meal, she takes me on a tour of her operation. It's small, she says, but incredibly productive. Jimenez says every month she harvests about 2,000 heads of lettuce, hundreds of cabbages, celery, cauliflower, cucumber. The list goes on. It's all organic, but where things get interesting from a climate perspective is the soil. One of the biggest sources of greenhouse gas emissions in agriculture is nitrous oxide from synthetic fertilizers, something Jimenez has avoided altogether. Jimenez calls her low-carbon soil management system organoponics. Instead of conventional fertilizer, she uses a mixture of dried rice husks, coconut fiber, composted cow manure, and biochar, a charcoal-like material made from agricultural waste that would otherwise be burned. The biochar traps carbon in the soil and helps hold water and nutrients. Jimenez learned these techniques through government training programs. Now she's a trainer herself. But what works for small farmers like Jimenez doesn't necessarily work for everyone. So the push to become climate neutral here isn't about any single approach. Down the road at a government-owned experimental station, scientists are working with a suite of low-carbon alternatives for big livestock producers. Biotech scientist Pablo Acuna says waste from animals like these pigs is a huge problem. It's got lots of methane, which is a powerful greenhouse gas. Globally, more than 12 percent of carbon emissions come from livestock, and those emissions are growing fast. But the methane from these pigs never reaches the atmosphere. Acuna shows me what looks something like a big balloon, which slowly fills up as it collects methane from a sealed pool of pig waste. It's part of a biogas digester that produces fuel for the farm, an inexpensive technology that's spreading around the country. Other low-tech solutions in the mix here include planting trees in the place of fence posts and seeding pastures with new varieties of grass that cause less gas when cows eat it. 
But some of the most important work here is being done in the accounting room. This demonstration carbon-neutral farm has created a template for other farms to keep track of their emissions reductions. That's essential both for meeting Costa Rica's zero-carbon goal and for selling emissions credits it earns along the way, which likely will become more and more valuable on the global carbon trading market. And Gloria Abraham Peralta, Costa Rica's Minister of Agriculture, says there's another advantage to being a front-runner in carbon-neutral farming, branding. In alguna medida... El poder ser carbono neutrales. Peralta says carbon-neutral food producers gain value in the marketplace, much like producers of fair-trade coffee. And the effort is slowly being embraced by some of the country's large-scale producers. In Puerto Viejo, on the Caribbean coast, Carlos Montero takes me on a tour of a giant banana plantation. It's owned by Dole, the largest fruit and vegetable producer on the planet. Montero says Dole now recycles all of the plastic it uses to protect bananas in its fields, and its processing plant has cut water use by 80 percent. But Montero says the biggest impact on carbon emissions has come from tweaking its fertilizer. He shows me BB-sized, slow-release fertilizer pellets at the base of each tree. Montero says the new product has cut greenhouse gas emissions from synthetic nitrogen in half. Dole is trying to make its entire banana supply chain in Costa Rica carbon neutral, but it's still a long way from zero. The company's biggest challenge is in shipping, which accounts for more than 60 percent of banana-related emissions. And this is where one of the more contested tools being used here comes into play. We drive to the edge of the banana plantation and stand in front of a green wall of trees. Montero says Dole has set aside more than 6,000 acres of forest like this one in Costa Rica, about three times the amount of land they have in bananas. The idea is to use these trees to absorb some of the CO2 the company produces through shipping. It's an approach Costa Rica as a whole plans to rely on heavily to meet its goal. It's also a tricky and controversial solution, and one that's tough to replicate in more populous countries with less forest land. But it's all hands or tools on deck here in Costa Rica. The impacts of climate change are already being felt, and that's given an urgency to the country's 2021 deadline to make agriculture and its entire economy carbon neutral. And it's got leaders here hoping that their examples will help the rest of the world do the same. For The World, I'm Sam Eaton. Puerto Viejo, Costa Rica. Our What's for Lunch series is part of Food for Nine Billion, a project of Homelands Productions and the Center for Investigative Reporting in partnership with the PBS NewsHour and American Public Media's Marketplace. We've got pictures of Sam Eaton's zero-carbon lunch in Costa Rica at theworld.org. We'd love to see on Instagram how what you're eating these days is changing in response to climate change. I've got some recent entries myself, soft-shell crab and oysters from the Gulf of Mexico that some of New Orleans' finest cooks have tamed. Take your photos and send them to Instagram with the hashtag What's for Lunch. That's What's, the number four, lunch.